the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Part two of why the Christian God has an ego. And remember, your cognitive dissonance will deactivate your critical thinking when you're triggered. So I'm not offending you. You're just upset. And as always, I am not challenging your beliefs. I'm simply stating why the it made sense to me. Let's talk about free will. You have not been given free will. You have been given an ultimatum. Either you serve me or you spend eternity in suffering. Yes, you got a choice, but you better choose wisely. So if you have free will, then God can't be all-knowing. Because if he was all-knowing, that means he knew you before he made you, as the Bible said. Which means you knew the choices that I was going to make before I made them. Yet you chose to make me anyways. Which means you chose to make me and the choices that I was going to make. Because they're attached to me. They are not separate from me. And all those saying that he gave us free will so we would have a choice to choose and prove that we love him. Why does he need proof that we love him when he is supposed to be love? Sounds more like he created us so we could love him. That way he could prove to himself through his creation that he was capable of loving himself. Are we a failed attempt at self-love? Which brings up the question, are we made in his image or is he made in ours? Because a perfect being creating imperfection will never calculate outright. But imperfect beings attempting to write a story about a perfect being would explain for all the inconsistencies in the belief system. And don't even get me started on how sadistic he is. Should we talk about the sacrifices next? Hello and welcome once again to the Theology Alive podcast. It is a joy to be back. Um, I think we missed last week um, and we we must apologize. We uh, were supposed to release an episode. No, I feel no, like we've missed an no, episode. Jabu, no, brother. No, we There's no one to throw under the bus this no, time. Man, we are okay. No. Aren't we, late? we are on schedule. Mm-mm. If 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 we are late, please send uh, a strongly worded email to Pastor Isaac um, and just let him know how you sincerely feel about um, us not recording on time. If we if we have been on track, um, then you can send a strongly worded email again. So to if Pastor it's for Isaac. this episode, it's gonna go to my spam box. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> what is that? What you do to us? No. Anyway, we do we do continue um, with uh, the the um, topic of deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started last week by listening to a video um, from a lady, and already off the bat, uh, we 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 have to say that we've censored a lot of what she says. Um, she is extremely foul. Um, the second video is not that bad, but the third video, um, you have to go for soul cleansing after <laughs> after you you listen to it. So you might hear uh, stop and start. It's it's not your data or your internet. Uh, we've had to chop out a lot of uh, the stuff that she says. Not necessarily the content of what she says, but just 
just the language that she uses is um, extremely colorful for a lack of a, a better phrase. Um, but anyway, so we, we do continue. Um, and we, we look at the, the second video. So she released three videos, a part one, a part two, and a part three. And today we'll be addressing the part two of her video. She starts by saying something before we go into the meat of what she really talks about. Uh, she says, I'm not challenging your beliefs, but I'm just stating why the things does not make sense. Um, and I had to insert things because, again, um, she uses language which um, is not fitting uh, for anyone who wants to bring glory to God. Um, but he, she, she says she's not challenging your beliefs which is our beliefs, Christianity, but she's just stating why Christianity just does not make sense. And I just wanted to pause there, even, even in the beginning of this podcast, to say, if, if you don't know Christ, the things of Christ will not make sense. Um, if, if, you, if the Spirit of God is absent within you, you, you won't just fall into the knowledge of who God is or uh, be able to uh, put together the, uh, we call it the scarlet thread uh, of Christ from uh, Genesis to Revelation. You, you won't be able to articulate the, the person of God. You won't be able to understand the, the beauty of his glory and being made in his image. You won't be able to understand um, the, the depths of, of who God is and his will for mankind. So I want to start off by saying everyone who who is uh, at enmity with Christ um, will will always struggle to make full sense of of what the scriptures say and and, and what God says about himself because um, of their hearts being dead mm. um, because he of the absence of the spirit Hebrews 11 uh, verse 6 and without faith it is impossible to please him. For yeah. whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so, yeah, if without faith, it's it's impossible to to please God. We are those that are in a dead state, which we were all yeah. uh, uh, at some point before the Spirit's work of regeneration. Mm -hmm. um, we... Um, we're incapable sure. um, of of under the things of, of God. In First Corinthians, mm. I believe it is that the spiritual things are spiritually discerned, yes. right? Yeah. And they are foolishness to those who are perishing. So, mm -hmm. uh, so, so we 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 do want to say that the we're not using this lady as a punching bag, um, and and it's for that reason why we we won't say her name. Um, we we we're not trying to um, make her look bad or shame her or anything like that. Uh, we're just trying to engage on the things that she has brought to our attention, which we think will will touch many of us or people that we know. Um, and therefore, we thought it's important to to really address uh, what she has put out on TikTok, which is a public platform, um, and we we want to address her thoughts. So the first thing that she does talk about is she says, if if God had free will, then God wouldn't be all-knowing. Well, yes. If we. If, sorry, you're right. If we had free will, that's right. Um, 
Uh, I wrote it as she said. She said, if you had free will, then God wouldn't be all-knowing. And the you there was actually us. Um, if, if we have free will, she says, then uh, God wouldn't be all-knowing. So basically, she's, uh, she's putting free will versus uh, omniscience. And I'll read a quote, and then I'll, I'll give it to you, Isaac. Um, when, when Martin Luther was discussing the topic of free will, um, he said this. He observed that when the Bible says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh, which is usually the, the tension many people have. If, mm. if, if we have free will, then why, why did God harden Pharaoh's heart? Mm. Surely Pharaoh, if he could choose, Pharaoh might have chosen not uh, to withhold the nation, the nation um, Israel from leaving Egypt, from leaving Egypt, um, and you know when you when you read that when you read that narrative, it, it almost sounds like his heart was softening, and then it's like yeah, and God hardened his heart. And the assumption is, do we really have free will if that what if that is what God is doing? And Martin Martin Luther he responds because um, he had this tension in in his heart for a long time, struggling with the concept of. Uh, man's free will and the sovereignty of God. And, and he says, he observed that when the Bible says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh, God did, God did not create fresh evil in the heart of an innocent man. Sure. Luther said that God didn't harden people by putting evil in their hearts. All God must do to harden anyone's heart is to withhold his own grace. That is, he gives a person over to himself. Sure. So Pharaoh's withholding of the nation Israel was the true Pharaoh. What we saw was the heart of Pharaoh, which wanted nothing but evil. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that is that's a great way to, to put it. I wanted to read from the 1689 Baptist London Confession. Uh, and and it's available online, and it's it's actually a very good. If you want to know, like uh, a good, um, want to see very well thought statements regarding uh, uh, a basic uh, statement of faith, in if I can put it that way, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, you can read the the sixteen eighty nine. And and they have a, a statement on free will, uh, and I want to read uh, two paragraphs. Um, so it says in in paragraph two, man in his state of innocency had freedom and power to will and to do that which was good and well pleasing to God, but yet was unstable so that he might fall from it. So in other words, before the fall, in a sense, man. Uh, had not sinned yet, mm. and and had uh, and was able to uh, to choose um, and had the power to will to do that which is good and well pleasing to God. But that was not preventing them from falling. Mm. And in paragraph three, man by his fall into a state of sin has wholly lost all ability of will to any spiritual good accompanying salvation. So as a natural man, being altogether averse from that good and dead in sin, is not able by his own strength to convert himself or to prepare himself thereunto. Mm. So there is a big difference in into um, what true free will in in sense of uh, us uh, human beings before the fall, Adam, sure. that Adam had, and. 
after the fall, we, we still do whatever we want, but that is um, according to our nature. And I think we, yeah. we touched on this um, uh, last, last week. We, uh, we, we make choices and we are responsible for those choices. Yeah. Um, but, but they are not... Um, let me put it completely autonomous, as as if they had no inf- outside influence uh, from anything. It it comes from our, our choices, comes from uh, our our nature. But mm. w- then, when God changes our hearts, and um, jump into uh, uh, paragraph four, when God converts a sinner and translates him into the state of grace, mm. he frees him from his natural bondage under sin and by his grace alone enables him freely to will and to do that which is spiritually good. Yet so as that by reason of his remaining corruptions, he does not perfectly nor only will that which is good. But thus also will that which is evil in arts. God has changed our nature, but there is still corruption, and and we are being transformed into the likeness of the Son. So, we don't will only spiritually good things. Sure. We still sometimes wills that which is wrong, and and I think this is self evident in any believer's uh, life. So I think that is a good way to look at what we call free will in terms of state. Before the fall, yeah. when you are an unregenerate uh, person, still bondage in sin, yeah. and then once you've been converted and transformed. Yeah. So, so when we when we're talking about will, we, uh, we we're talking about that that function of choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think uh, even as as Isaac has has already led us so well, there is the, I think a good place to start is when it comes to free will. It's good for us to remember that only God is autonomous. Right. But we must also remember mankind post fall have a desire for autonomy. Yeah. And, and and that's why this this tension or this argument of free will has happened for uh, for so long over the years because of of man's natural desire to be autonomous. If 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 you eat of this fruit, <laughs> you will be like God, knowing mm. good and evil. There's mm. there's that desire to be our own God, to, mm. to to be autonomous. And and so so a good first place to start is firstly only only God is autonomous. Mm. Uh, and it's also good to remind ourselves that that when the Bible talks about the, our free will, it it never says that we are free in the sense that we are autonomous or that mm-hmm. we are able to make decisions that are not caused by anything. Sure. Um, yeah. So so for example, when when you wake up in the morning, um, it's it's not every Sunday morning that you wake up raring to go to church mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're sinful yeah. beings. There's yeah. there's the the sometimes is on that Sunday morning or even that Saturday night, mm. that war that already starts raging within you. Right. And, and, and a choice must be made. Am, am I going to walk in the Spirit or am I going to walk in the flesh? And, and whatever decision you make, 
you are following either the spirit or the flesh. So, mm. so if you choose not to, if you choose not to go and stay at home, stay in your PJs and sleep all Sunday night, then you are walking. You're choosing to walk in the flesh. But if you choose to say, "Hey, this is good for my soul. I need to be present when God's people are meeting." Therefore, you are walking by the spirit. So, so there's there's that inward drive that leads us to a decision. We 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 really make decisions from what is, I guess, the best way I can think or the best word I can think of is like a neutral position. Mm. Um, we, we're either one way or the other. Mm. Again, talking about the autonomy of God, God is absolutely sovereign. Um, Ephesians 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 11 says, He works all things according to the counsel of His will. Um, he, he does whatever He wants and no one can stop, can stop Him. The plans of the Lord cannot mm. be thwarted. That's Psalm 115, verse 3, or Daniel chapter 4, mm. verse 35, 34 to 35. Uh, so what does this mean? It means if, if God is sovereign and humans are responsible, it means that we are morally responsible for whatever decisions we make. Um, there is no biblical reason that God cannot cause real human choices. Mm. So the choice that I've made to obey God, I made that choice. So there is human responsibility, but that choice does come with, am I following the spirit? Or am I following the flesh? Uh, the Bible grounds human accountability in God's authority as our creator and judge, not in libertarian will. Mm. Um, I'm almost done here. Uh, both God's absolute sovereignty and human freedom and responsibility are simultaneously true. Mm-hmm. So we mustn't fight for one and leave the other. Um, the 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 freedom that we have as mankind mm. does not override the sovereignty of God. Mm. And the sovereignty of God does not mean that I cannot make choices. So mm. I do make choices. Mm. I, I did genuinely choose to come and record this podcast but what we are saying is absolute free will autonomy is only found in god Um, so here are just uh, a few passages that can help us the the heart of a man plans his way but the lord establishes his steps Mm. the lot is cast into the lap but it's every decision is from the lord this jesus delivered up according to um the definite plan and knowledge of God. You crucified and killed. Uh, You crucified and killed him by the hands of lawless men. Mm. For truly in this city, they were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel to do whatever your hand and your plan had Mm. predestined to take Mm. place. Mm. So, 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 Mankind was responsible for yep. the crucifixion of Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> but Jesus was always going to yeah. die on the cross. Yeah. There, there was a, a debate on, on, um, on, on this that I read. It's like, who killed Jesus? Is it God or man? <laughs> and then the one guy says yes <laughs> because yes. you know uh, yes. it, it, 
uh, in Isaiah prophesied, yep. it, it pleased the Lord to crush him. Yes. It, it was in the yes. in the plans of God. And yet, every single man that took action in that cruel um, event in crucifying Jesus were acting according to their own choices. Sure. They were... Um, and, and so, um, sure. yeah, the, we... There's the fancy word is compatibilism mm. um, that theologians use that God is completely sovereign yeah. and and yet uh, human beings are responsible yes. and and those two somehow exist and are compatible yeah. uh, that this it does not uh, determinism is something different and we also uh, uh, again just going into because she raises the issue of uh, foreknowledge. Mm. that we are um, completely against open theism, yeah. which says, oh, well, actually, open theism, in, in order to defend man's free will and autonomy, goes on to say, well, God doesn't know what, what is coming. Sure. God doesn't know the future. He learns things. He's, he's kind of... Um, yeah, he doesn't know uh, knowledge of of future events, which um, goes completely uh, against what the scripture says. That mm. knows the end from the beginning; mm. he's the Alpha and Omega, mm. um, and so God knows uh, all things. He is not learning anything. And sure. maybe just to add, and I hope they get into trouble for this. Um, he is not decreeing things based on knowledge of actions that we're going to have in the future. I'm just going to put it out there. If you didn't understand it, it's fine. But I'm just saying. Oh, you just had to go there, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, well, she, where, where Isaac is going is she made the point that if he knew the choices I was going to make, why did he create us anyway? And then she goes on to say, did, she goes on to say, did he need proof? Um, that that we love him when he is love, and and I think what she's missing is the heart of what the gospel actually is. Mm. His love is shown by his mercy in that he knew that I was going to sin against him, and he created me anyway and sent his son to die for me. Mm that whilst I was still a sinner, Jesus would die for my sins, that at a, at a appointed time, I would place my faith in Jesus Christ and I would live for eternity enjoying this love of God. Mm. I get to participate mm. in the love mm. of the triune God mm. because he's merciful. Mm. It's, it's, it's not a, how dare he create me knowing I would sin, it's how gracious he kept me, mm, mm. knowing that I would sin. Yeah. Um, justice says, man, this world should be wiped out. But yeah. mercy says, I died for people in mm. this world who will come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved mm. and will be saved for all eternity. Yeah. So in this is love. Mm. Not that we loved God, mm. but that he loved us Amen. and gave himself up for us. Amen. So God didn't need to learn about love. She made such an offensive statement mm. that was this a failed attempt at self-love? Yeah. 
Love has been existing for eternity within the Trinity. When we say God is love, it means the Father has loved the Son. The Father has loved the Spirit. The Spirit has loved the Father and Jesus. Jesus has loved the Father and the Spirit. This love has been going around in the Trinity Mm. for eternity. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We now invited into that love. It, it, it's it's a beautiful thing that you just uh, remind us of, Javu. That um, really we get to enjoy His love uh, with Him, you know, um, forever. So I wanted to point out two things uh, here, um, just regarding the character of God that sure. that she kind of completely ignores Um, so she's asserting that God needs proof that we love him Um, no no God is self-sufficient you know God does not need anything outside of himself yes that's where his grace towards us comes from because he doesn't need anything he he didn't need um, um, our love for him and and goes to what you were saying. You know, they were imperfect. Um, when I say they, is, I'm talking about the three persons of the Trinity loved each other eternally, sorry, perfectly. Sorry, sorry, maybe maybe put a space yeah. between imperfect. Yes. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like you said they were imperfect. No, no, no. <laughs> they were perfectly loving each other. <laughs> Sounds better. Yeah. Um, in in eternity. And and didn't need us, and, and this is the one thing that the God of the Bible has that no other gods have, and no other system can account for. Sure. That the Trinity, because it's three persons in one being, they God is love. We can say that God is love. Um, in any other system, you will need an object in order to love, which means love will not be eternal. Because only once you create a being, an object in which you exercise love, then, um, but not the love of God, not, not God in His being, His, His love. And He is uh, amazing that He shares this love uh, f- with us. And so um, it is completely nonsense that we are an attempt of self, sure. a failed attempt of, of self-love. No, God, God doesn't need us. He is sure. self-sufficient and He chose to share His love with us to the cost of the death of His Son yeah. on the cross. Can you just double-click on that? God does not need us. Mm. We need God. You need God. Man, I love this passage uh, from Acts when the Apostle Paul says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Mm since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. He made from one mankind every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Why do we have borders today? 
Verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Even some of your own prophets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. We are his images made in his made for his glory mm-hmm. we were if god had to fall asleep oh. for a second Ish. world is over <laughs> i can go to sleep at night because i know of the one who's always watching over me amen amen we need to move from a place where self is god and realize that god is god and because God is God, the God who is all-knowing, the God who is sovereign, he works all things out in his providence. So what do we mean? So yes, um, so I said, for example, that we have choice, right? Uh, we, 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 we do make decisions. For example, I decide to leave Central Baptist Church. What? Hey, it's, Brian, yeah, we're just saying. We're now. just saying. Why you use that example, bro? It's just an example. Uh, All right. I decide <laughs> to leave, but but everyone at, at Central, the leadership, my wife, everyone was saying, it's not time. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. Mm-hmm. And I just keep pressing, saying, no, there's an opportunity. I'm going to Cape Town. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm going close to the beach. It's going to be great. I'm leaving. And and as as I'm leaving, man, God forbid. <laughs> but as I'm traveling, something bad happens on the road. I just find myself I'm now stuck. And I find out, look, I'm out of action for about six months. I got a call from the church in Cape Town saying, Hey brother, look, we're sorry for what happened to you, but unfortunately we really need a pastor and can't wait for six months. Mm-hmm. So we've gone ahead. And we've hired Carsten. <laughs> so here I was, excited. I'm going to Cape Town. Um, pack my bags. Got my wife in the car. Pack the dog. We already, we're leaving. This bad thing happens. We survive, but I'm out of action for six months. In that six months, Pastor Charles comes to visit me. And then he says, listen, brother, we would still have a place for you at Central. Mm-hmm. Come back to Central I find myself pastoring here for another 10 years, Mm. um, seeing fruit of ministry by the hand of God. Mm. What do we account that to? Someone in the world will come and say, yo, you're so lucky. You missed out on Cape Town and you still got a job. Yo, ah, you're lucky, shame. (laughs) (laughs) But we understand that as providence. That's what it looks like, that God works all things. He works all things. All things. He Amen. works all things. Our God is an active God. He's actively working in the affairs of mankind. Though he is so transcendent, far beyond what our finite minds can fully comprehend, yet he has still made himself known to us and he's near to us and he works in us, through us, and for us. Mm. And, and maybe just uh, towards the end there, uh, she goes on to say that um, is God made in our image or are we made in, in his image? Just uh, uh, pointing out that an imperfect 
uh, being doesn't need proof of rights thing or something along those lines that that um, she oh said. he she she says um, God created imperfection to learn what imperfection would look like mm. yeah because there's no imperfection yeah. in God um, so it and I think this is is just um, a clear. <laughs> It's quite blasphemous in a sense, right? Yeah. You know, to say that God was created in our image. Sure. Um, but, you know, part of the reason why we're doing this exercise is to show how far this thing of deconstruction goes. Yes. Can, can, you, can you see how, yes. ca- how incredibly arrogant and illogical would be uh, to say a statement like that, um, but we know from the scriptures um, that God made us in in His image. Now, it is true that we often try to make God in our image in the sense that you know we treat Him as if He was like us, and yeah. we we as a staff are going through a book that is uh, really pointing us on how different uh, sure. Christ is uh, and God is yeah. from our human um, nature and, yeah. and how we deal with each other. But it is um, God is God and sure. we are mere men. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Mm. Um, I'm not going to read it because we've read it now in four podcasts. But <laughs> Romans chapter 1 mm. still comes to the fore. What happens when you suppress the truth? Mm. Remember her starting words was that she's not uh, challenging your beliefs, but she's just stating why it doesn't make sense. She's suppressed the truth. And in her suppression of the truth, it's now leading her to worship the creature rather than the creator. Mm, mm. And, and many times we also can fall into the trap of worshiping a God that we have made in our own image. Mm. So even if you're listening to this and, and you are a believer, ask yourself the question, are you indeed worshiping the God of the scriptures? So we are not saying that, you know, as we listen to this and as we talk about deconstructionism, that we're not saying there should ever be a point where you evaluate your heart. There must be a constant evaluation. There must be a constant searching of the heart. Mm. But what, what mechanism do we use to search our hearts? We use the scriptures. Mm. His word is a lamp. It's, it's that lamp that will shine in our hearts and, and show us those, those inconsistencies. The inconsistencies are, are within us. They're not within the scriptures. We, we say we love God, but our actions are, are, are showing something mm, different. Mm. Uh, we say we love God so much, but the way we treat people is different. That's us being yeah, inconsistent. Yeah. That's us yeah. being hypocrites. But a lot of people talk about, and she said it as well, that um, um, the fact that God is made in our image just proves the, incons- the inconsistencies of the belief system. There are no inconsistencies in Christianity mm. because we believe in the God of truth. Amen. Uh, we, we believe that this God of truth has given us his word and his word is truth. Amen. It is by his word that we are being sanctified. We are being made holy. God prayed, sanctify them by 
by your truth, for your word is truth. He prayed this for the disciples. He prays for us that we are to be made holy, set apart by the truth of God. So how are you doing as listening to this podcast in your growth in understanding of the person and the nature of God? It must be from the scriptures. You must be faithfully paging the scriptures and the other ordinary means of grace. If you are doing this faithfully, then as Paul says uh, to the church at Colos, then you won't be caught up in high-sounding nonsense. Mm. Because this is what this is. It is high-sounding nonsense. It, 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 it sounds like it makes sense when you listen to it at first. But, but if you know God, if you are faithful in the scriptures, your heart is torn. Sure. It's torn because you can hear that everything she's saying, she's, it's a direct attack at God. Mm. And many times she's being blasphemous. Mm. So to close on and close with this paragraph, praise God for sovereignty, mm. planning the universe, and the flawless and for flawlessly executing his plan. Mm. If you are a Christian, praise God for giving you spiritual life when you were spiritually dead and for giving you the gifts of repentance and faith. Praise God that a day is coming when God will consummate his plan and transform us so that we will never again want to de-God God, but instead will always want to delight in his glorious God. Amen. Amen. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture, and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture. We are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men. Our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. Later. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs>